I am Ron Crows. This is a podcast edition of Business Nightly. Philippine shares pulled off a last-minute rally to stay above the 7,900 territory. But as Michelle Ong tells us, the local market may be in need of new catalysts to bank on moving forward. Philippine shares saw Lissa's trade Thursday, joining tepid trade in the region as investors digested a slew of data. Locally, it was quiet on the disclosures front. In the region, Singapore reported its seventh month of contraction in exports, while Australia's new jobs data missed expectations. The Hang Seng, though, managing to rise, led by property shares, which cheered news about government measures to ease the housing shortage. As for the PSEI, the market, down almost all day, managed to post a last-minute gain of 0.2%, staying above the 7,900 level. Listless trade and anemic volumes. It seems market excitement has fizzled out, at least for now. In fact, Regina Capital's Rems Cruz says the market seems to be looking for a new narrative to prop up share prices. And he thinks it's not going to be the IPO pipeline. So far, we got uh, the first one, Axilum, uh, trading a little bit below their its IPO price. And we got All Home, uh, the Villiers Group, just slightly uh, above uh, uh, its opening uh, numbers. And we, we heard last week that uh, MPI was deferring uh, their IPO. So in a quiet market like this, how can investors position to make money? With regard to the Philippine market, it's like we're, we're in a range, within a range, within a range. So there's no conviction on both sides. Either the bulls or the bears doesn't really want to move. For next year, well, it's gonna be, I think it's going to be a challenging year. Unless, of course, we, the whole world economy doesn't go to a period of recession. Meanwhile, foreign portfolio investment transactions yield net outflows for the month of September. But the good news, it's narrowed from August's $392 million net outflow. Registered investments went up by 7% to $1.3 billion, and 80% of that were in PSE-listed securities. Year-on-year, year, registered investments were up 75%. ING Bank Manila, meanwhile, already notes the factors that have led to what it calls the liquidity lockup. That's whittled down excess liquidity from 2 trillion pesos to just 559 billion pesos, like the central bank's foreign exchange presence, government underspending, and triple R cuts are finally turning their head. With the BSP now building up its level of gross international reserves, the government accelerating spending, and triple R reductions carried out in an environment of accommodative interest rates, these will help get the economy back on track and investment activities return. Michelle Long, ABS-CBN News. The Asian Development Bank ramps up its lending allocation for the Philippines to record highs as the government doubles down its spending on infrastructure and social welfare programs. The ADB boosted lending to the Philippines from $800 million a year to $3 billion a year for 2019 to 2022. With this, sovereign lending is now expected to reach over $9 billion within the next three years. The ADB is particularly focusing on investing in the country's transportation and agriculture sectors. The Philippines was the fifth biggest borrower of the ADB in 2018, but the lender believes Manila has a chance to become the second largest borrower behind India if all remaining loans and projects are approved. Over $1 billion in loans for Philippine projects are up for approval and are expected to come through in November and December.
I kind of see this as like our ADB's Big Bang lending program. And what I mean by Big Bang is that our resources that we're committing uh, to the Philippines to support the Philippines' uh, reforms and programs is, is an historical increase in our lending resources. It's really a Big Bang in the sense of how we are devoting significant resources to the Philippines. And these, these amounts are historic uh, for the Asian Development Bank. And um, if we are able to achieve at least $2.5 billion a year, the Philippines would probably be among our top three uh, borrowers. The Philippines' biggest labor group warns there are no other jobs waiting for workers who may be displaced by the Corporate Income Tax and Incentives Rationalization Act. Despite this warning, more business leaders are now throwing their full support to the tax measure. Bruce Rodriguez with a full story. Wishful thinking. This is how an official of the Trade Union Congress of the Philippines describes the Finance Department's argument the proposed second set of tax reforms will not bring about hundreds of thousands of job losses. The Department of Trade and Industry earlier estimated 900,000 jobs may be lost in the Philippines as a worst-case scenario if companies unhappy with a tax reform law withdraw from the country. Luis Corral, vice president of the labor group, asserts Filipinos who may lose their jobs because of the measure will not have other employment opportunities. He adds the 500 million peso or nearly $10 million safety net is not enough. Habang nag-garantiya sila na may bagong trabahong papasok, ang Vietnam at Indonesia inaalok ang mga locators na nandito ngayon na mawawalan ng mga tax holidays, lipat kayo sa amin. Meron kaming ibibigay sa inyo ang mga uh, incentives tulad ng uh, libreng kuryente, tulad ng ibang mga subsidiya. So this is happening in the context of economic competition in the ASEAN. TUCP also dared the Finance Department, the main proponent of the tax reform measure, to come up with a study of the 1.5 million jobs that would supposedly be generated by the bill. How do you protect existing jobs? That should be the strategy rather than saying, ah, may mawawala na trabaho, pero may papasok na 1.5 million jobs kailan? Two months from now, six months from now, two years from now? But some of the biggest local business groups are all for the tax measure. The Philippine Chamber of Commerce and Industry is hopeful the measure will soon be enacted into law now that one of its biggest critics, Philippine Economic Zone Authority Director General Charito Plaza, has pledged full support for the proposal. They're all in the same boat, but previously they were looking in different direction. It's multifaceted. Uh, it's a law that encourages investment, but in a proper way. The incentives are still there. They are just pre-qualifying okay, what this incentive should be extended to, uh, whether there's a, a technological transfer, whether it creates more jobs. And uh, I think this is more than positive for the country. The Employers' Confederation of the Philippines also backs the tax reform, asserting the estimated job losses seem far-fetched. The Corporate Income Tax and Incentives Rationalization Act, or CITIRA, is still being deliberated in Congress. It will gradually reduce the country's corporate income tax rate from 30 to 20 percent, 
but the controversial provisions on rationalizing fiscal incentives being enjoyed by several industries have been a major sticking point. Bruce Rodriguez, ABS-CBN News. The business registration process in the country can soon be completed in just a day with the launch of the government's national business one-stop shop. But as Joel Caballero reports, some local government units are having trouble riding the ease of doing business training. The Philippine government takes another step closer to improving the ease of doing business in the country. That's after the Anti-Red Tape Authority on Thursday signed a memorandum of agreement with the ICT department and other national government agencies for the launching of the so-called National Business One-Stop Shop, or NBOS. The project promises to hasten the business registration process in the country to just one day. ARTA Director Jeremiah Belhica says new business registrants will no longer need to secure forms from various offices such as the Social Security System, the Bureau of Internal Revenue, and different local government units among others once the NBOS takes effect in February next year. Instead, the Securities and Exchange Commission will do all the processing as long as all requirements are complete. On the local level, League of Provinces of the Philippines National President Presbytero Velasco believes competition between local government units will spur proper implementation of the measure. There will be uh, a bit of uh, uniformity in uh, different NGUs, but uh, I would also like to believe that uh, there is some form of competition. The NGUs uh, have a need for the investors and manufacturers, especially the foreign uh, businessmen, to come in. So they will tend to uh, improve further on what the law requires. But Velasco says not all LGUs are capable of carrying out the law on their own. There are certain uh, matters uh, that are required under the law, like uh, the business one-stop shop, the automation and the engineering of systems and procedures that will require some money. And uh, some uh, local government units just don't have that uh, amount of money to uh, comply. So uh, I think uh, national government uh, should provide uh, some money for these uh, requirements. The European Union, meanwhile, supports LGUs that achieve better efficiency. Uh, objectives is really to um, improve the, the way the local authorities deliver their services, uh, more transparency, um, uh, better governance. So it will allow also um, the citizens to, um, to receive a better service. Uh, it means um, attracting, as I said, um, uh, investors. It means also um, allowing job creations uh, for the development of the country. The Philippines currently ranks 113th in the World Bank's annual ease of doing business report out of a total of 190 countries. Joel Caballero, ABS-CBN News. The Philippines gains three notches in the 2019 International Property Rights Index ranking amid improved physical and intellectual property protection. It's now at 67th out of 129 economies covered, up from last year's ranking of 70 out of 125. But Manila slips on the third leg of the equation, the legal and political environment. The Property Rights Alliance says while some may think investors brush off political noise and focus on fundamentals, that's not necessarily the case. When you make an investment, 
you want to and you want to know when you are going to have uh, the return and stability makes you to have a wider span of time for that return the score is around three percent three and out of ten so you are mentioning investor, so and this is an important point. If you have a strong judicial independence, independence. strong judicial system, the foreign investor they will look at more uh, uh, to invest in a in country like Philippines because their investment will be protected by their strong judicial system. Without the first component, we cannot have a strong investment on intellectual property rights. The Philippine Energy Department renews its call for amendments to the country's oil deregulation law. That's after the agency discovered several gas stations selling fuel at a higher price. We have more from Alvin El Chico. These are the prices of fuel in Metro Manila. Gasoline retails for more than 55 pesos per liter. Diesel is at around 44 pesos per liter. Meanwhile, these are the prices in Baguio City, which are more expensive compared with Metro Manila and neighboring areas. Based on the Energy Department's monitoring, the price difference in Baguio City ranges from 5 to 9 pesos per liter, depending on the fuel brand, compared with neighboring provinces such as La Union and Pangasinan. The DOE, through Energy Secretary Alfonso Cusi, is set to issue show-cause orders against 23 gasoline stations in Baguio City selling higher-priced fuel products. Cusi says oil firms ought to explain the huge price difference to their customers. Let's say the price difference is 10 pesos mm. no? between ba uh, Baguio price and um, Manila price, price or okay. Pangasinan price. No? Ano ito? Ano itong diferensya ng 10 pesos na ito? Bakit 10 piso o bakit 5 piso? Kusi says this is one of the reasons why he is pushing hard for the amendment of the oil deregulation law in order to give him the power to compel oil companies to unbundle prices or explain the price difference to the public. The DOE had issued a fuel price unbundling circular, but oil firms brought them to court and obtained three separate injunction orders. Ano ba ang after we have given it to the private sectors. What are the failures or the weakness of the oil deregulation law and how we can improve it? Meanwhile, industry sources claim there is a possibility of a small price reduction in fuel next week. In the first three days of trading at the international market, imported gasoline prices went down by 15 to 17 centavos per liter, 5 to 10 centavos for diesel, and up to 25 centavos for kerosene. Alvin El Chico, ABS-CBN News. And that's Business Nightly. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive contents of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Thanks for joining us.